Welcome to the 14th episode of The Baker and the Blocker. I'm Justin Grinnell, The Blocker. And I'm James Hammond, The Baker. And we aim every week to provide fun segments, conversations, and insights that two college students find fascinating. On today's episode, uh, we're going to talk to each other a little bit about our day and how we've been. Mm. And then we're going to do something that I'm very excited to do. Um, We're going to be talking about a recent documentary, or the, the release of a recent documentary on Netflix called My Octopus Teacher. Yeah. Is it, like, recent? Oh, 2020? Yeah. It was, um... It was one of those movies that, uh... Us being in quarantine helped popularize a little bit. Yeah, but... But some people were scared away by the subject matter. Um, a lot of people don't really like octopuses. I think they're very misunderstood. Um... How so? I just think, like, some people, they look at the way an octopus looks and get a little bit creeped out. And I can understand that. Yeah, I mean, they are pretty terrifying. I, I think they're really cute. I, I, octopi are, octopuses are my favorite animal. Uh, and I just want to give a quick disclaimer. During this episode, we're going to be using the term octopuses a lot. Uh, that is, in fact, the correct term. It is not octopi. And the reason for that is you only pluralize words with an I when it is a Latin word or the word, the root word is Latin. And uh, I've been informed that in the case of the octopus, it is not. Isn't the root word octo though? That's what I thought. But based on what I've researched, it is octopuses. And we're going to roll with that because it's more fun to say than octopi. I agree. I think whoever came up with the idea of putting an eye at the end of it is pretty stupid i think it just comes with like um me and rambo had the same discussion last year uh when we were talking about how many syllabi we received from our professors <laughs> and i think in that case it would actually be syllabi based on what Syllabuses? i've syllabi. like how many syllabi have you gotten i think you just wouldn't phrase the question you'd be like have you gotten many syllabi have your teachers given you syllabuses? But I, I was trying to emphasize how many, because you get one for every class, and if you're taking like five classes, and then some of them have two for some reason. Have you ever had a class with two syllabi? Nope. So, <laughs> never. <laughs> so, Justin. Yep. How was your day today? I was pretty good. Didn't really, didn't do too much. Um... Have you ever heard of Nobody's Fool, the movie? No. So I was with my girlfriend and one of her friends last night, and it was her birthday. So she's like, oh, I want to watch this movie. This is like my favorite movie. And I was like, oh, okay. It's cool. I don't really like this friend, but don't, don't tell <gasps> my girlfriend about it. Wait, that. I know who you're talking about, though, based on yeah. Betsy's Instagram. <laughs> so it was, we're watching this movie. It's a Tyler Perry movie, and I really don't like Tyler Perry movies. Okay. Wait, what, it was called Nobody's What? Nobody's Fool. Interesting. It had Matthew from Desperate Housewives in it. Oh, the... Matthew Appleway? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it had him in there. It was really weird, because he was playing like a 45-year-old dude. I was like, what? This is like <laughs> five years later. <laughs> it was just not funny at all. <laughs> like, all the jokes, like, oh my god, this guy's so hot, I want to like, you know, he's going to eat my roast beef. And I was like, whoa, it's... I'm, it was terrible. Hey, but you, it was for that person's birthday, right? Yeah. Did she have a good birthday? I don't know. I'm assuming she. Uh, yeah. I, Even though I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think so. I don't really know. I didn't really ask her. But before we watched the movie, we got insomnia cookies. That See, that made it all worth it, I bet. You I, don't get, I don't get the hype. I don't... They're just cookies. Like, they're okay. Like, they're good. Yeah. They're they're good cookies. Yeah. But they're not, like... I mean, what what do you mean the hype? Like, I just think... I feel like I've heard a lot of hype. My girlfriend really, really likes them. She's like, oh, yeah, I've gotten them a bunch of times. I'm like, oh, you know, I'm expecting, like, something really good here. And, and how, they, were, they were good. But is there any other cookie delivery place? Or cookie I place just, in general? I paid $1.50 per cookie. Bro. That's... I thought it was much more than that. It might be. But I think we got like a pack or whatever. But mm. I could go to Cub 
and get like. Wait, but that's not even close. I think it is. But the flavors. I would argue that it is. Wait, what flavors did you try? The only ones they had on their website. So you tried every single one? No, they they had like eight cookies, and we didn't get like oatmeal raisin or. See, like that was a mistake. That was a huge mistake. Well, I I didn't choose. I just said not to get oatmeal raisin. Yeah, okay, that's fine. Like, I can understand not liking oatmeal raisin. Mm-hmm. I, then I let my girlfriend pick which one. But you don't like macadamia? Or she doesn't no, I, like macadamia? I do. I like That's, like, the best. But I think the best one, I thought it was a sugar cookie. I thought that was the best. Interesting. Did you have a mint chocolate chip one? No. But that was my favorite when I tried it. I've no, actually, I'm not a huge mint guy, we discussed, but I feel yeah. like I'd like it still. I have never paid for an insomnia cookie. Yeah, I definitely, I wouldn't pay for it again. Like... Interesting. But they were the good cookies. But I think the main, James and I were talking about this. Other James. It was like because their whole thing is that they're open to like what? Like 3 a.m. Yeah. yeah. And they're right next to a college campus or a bunch yes. of colleges. That's their business plan, yeah. Mm-hmm. The only time, or I've seen, I'm sure they're like more widespread than this, but the first time I ever even saw one was when my dad and I went to Vikings training camp in Mankato. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been to training camp? Never. It's a little overhyped. I'm gonna be completely. I always like kind of. I was like, why do I want to go watch them like practice? Yeah, like it. It's cool to see the players like in person. That that was the best part. But the thing is, like when we went, so uh, I think most teams do this. But with their the the main draw of training camp is getting signatures, Mm -hmm. and uh, but. If there's a bunch of people at training camp, like if 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 you if the signature lines are only going to be open for an amount of time that they're supposed to be open, like four hours or whatever, mm-hmm. certain players that you need to limit the amount of people that can get in their line. Yeah. So when Adrian Peterson uh, had like there was a lottery system when you got your ticket oh. into camp, you would either be able be eligible mm-hmm. to go in there or not. And when I went, it was Teddy Bridgewater's, like, like, it was, like, his second season or something. So we knew that he was cool. Yeah. That, that would be so cool to go. I think it might have been the season after we went 11-5 with him in 2015. Mm. So he was, like, his hype was yeah. the highest it's been. <laughs> so that was the first time I saw someone other than AP with a lottery system. Um, but, yeah. I, I never waited in line for tickets because my dad just was not willing to. So we just went and watched the walkthrough. We didn't even get to see a contact practice. What's a word insomnia cookies coming here? Oh, yeah. So <laughs> training camp's in Mankato, and the insomnia cookies is right next to the University of Mankato mm. campus. So I was just corrob- corroborating, as uh, Philip on Survivor would say. <laughs> <laughs> You're uh, saying that they are only next to college campuses. You've never had a big cookie, have you? From... A big cookie? Yeah. It's I've like had many thing. large cookies. No, no. It's called bi- the Big Cookie, and it's I like haven't. a Young Life thing. Ever... No, I haven't. So, I'm sure they have it at other camps, but it's awesome. It's like this huge pan, like a, I don't even... Oh. It's a huge pan, and they, they just put it in the oven. You know, you take, right when you take it out, they take a slab of ice cream and put it on top. Like, it's a, it's like a legit just, like, slab of it, and it's, like, piping out, and you have to hold it with, like, an oven mitt, and you bring it out to the tables. Oh, and they, so good. So they make that at Young Life. Yeah. And nice. as a server, that was, like, the most, that was, like, the scariest part, because we actually, we had these clamps that clamp to it, and you're just holding them like this, and you have, like, two or three, and they're, like, 300 oh, degrees. Yikes. But it's so good. That does sound pretty good. Yeah. Um, speaking of cookies. Mm-hmm. I was going to do something that I haven't done in, <laughs> like, ten episodes. I was going to make something for this episode. And this morning, I guess this afternoon, it felt like morning because I woke up at one. Um, <laughs> I, I made uh, chocolate chip cookies. And um, I put in too much baking soda. So they were, like, just completely flat and spread out. And, like... They were, like, it was still, like, butter and sugar and mm-hmm. chocolate. So, like, they're good. Yeah. And they had, like, crispy edges, which was actually really good. But, like, the middle was just... Ugh. How do you like your cookies? Like, like uh, Sweet Martha's? 
You like Sweet Mario Bros? I do, but I don't know. It, it's tough. And, like, I, I've been experimenting with my cookie recipe. Mm-hmm. I put in, like, cream and both kinds of sugar rather than just brown sugar. And, like, they would have been really good if I didn't <laughs> fuck it up. You know, I thought about pulling a power move and baking something for one of these shows. You can't. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I don't really want that. Maybe I will. I just... I've, I've been in a bit of a non-baking slump recently. The cookies are the first thing I've baked in a long time. Yeah. Those scones you made, those are my favorite, by far. Yeah, I scones are just a bit of a pain in the ass to make. Yeah, they seem hard. They seem... Like, they're, like, fine, but the you, um... Instead of, like, putting melted butter in the mixture, mm-hmm. you take a cold stick of butter, and you chop it up, and then you, like, make it into, like, little Skittle shapes... And then you, like, put it into the flour, mix it all up so it gets, like, coated, and then you go chunk hunting with a fork. You have to, like, mash them up a little bit. But you still don't want them melted. So huh. that, that that's, like, the difficulty yeah, of the process. Yeah, that sounds like a lot. Do you like cookies or brownies more? A, a, a good cookie versus a good brownie, I'm taking the brownie. Yeah. But, like, a decent cookie versus a decent brownie, I'm taking the cookie. I'm a. I love brownies. Brownies with ice cream is my favorite dessert. So I've heard. Yeah. I've been. Uh, next time I go shopping, I'll get cocoa powder so I can make brownies for the show. Mm, okay. Maybe I'll get some ice cream and we can really go all out. Nice. So how was your day? Yeah. Besides so the baking mishap. Yeah, I had the baking mishap, uh, and otherwise I didn't really do a ton. I did a little bit of review for my psych test that I'm going to take either tonight or tomorrow night. Okay. Uh, and, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. A very exciting day. Yeah. I considered, like, getting DoorDash or something, but I was like, no. I'm hanging out with Justin later. We I'm always hungry. we always get food. I'm really hungry right now. Like, I woke up at, like, 12 o'clock today. It's kind of weird. I usually, like, wake up at, like, 10, like, the latest. Mm-hmm. But I woke up and I haven't eaten anything, so I'm hungry. Right. Where do you want to go? I don't know. Maybe Taco Bell? Maybe. I don't really want to drive, though. I'm out of gas. It's cheaper. I can always walk. It's like a mile away. Nah. It's cold. <laughs> okay, so let's get to the meat of this episode. Right, so... My octopus teacher. First of all, or I think we should just start for, like, impressions... We should, okay, we should like just outline what like what this is. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. So just a guy. Okay, uh, yeah. I don't know his name. So the, there, there was a dude named Craig Foster. Yeah. He, uh, as a kid, he lived right on the coast of the Atlantic Ocean, mm-hmm. and he went like diving and swimming every single day. Yeah. Then, as he grew up, he moved away, became a filmmaker, and he started making a documentary about an African tribe. Uh, I forgot what it was called. I can't remember. It was like the something dance, I think. The last dance. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so yeah, he was making a documentary. The Great Dance. The Great Dance, that's right. Uh, and he was making a, a, a documentary about them because they were like the greatest trackers in the world. Mm-hmm. And um, But eventually he just became miserable. He like missed his home. And he was like, this isn't what I want to do. So he... Stopped making films altogether, um, and went back to where he like bought a house on the coast uh, of the Atlantic Ocean, and just committed himself to going diving every single day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when he did, he discovered this like core, or he went diving in this like kelp forest, uh, which is a really, really, really cool underwater biome. I guess you would say. Because it's different from, like, a reef. Yeah. And um, while he was diving every day, he soon be- became... He built, it, built a relationship with uh, a wild octopus that lived in this kelp forest. And that's, yeah. that's essentially, like, what happens. I'm not going to go... Like, oh, we should also say, um, if you ever want to watch the octopus... My octopus teacher... It is phenomenal, and I highly recommend that you watch that 
before listening to this episode. If listen, if listening to this episode and getting it spoiled will make you not want to watch it. There's really no spoilers, though. Like, what is there to spoil? Everything. Well, like, the whole, like, I'm assuming like, the point of the documentary was, like, the relationship and, like, what... I mean, I... What he learned from it, but, like, what are we going to spoil? That the I'm the kind of person who would be tempted, if I listened to this, I'd be like, oh, I got the basic gist and all the takeaways, so I'm just not going to watch it. Yeah. So it, it needs to be said. That's not, like, the point of the documentary isn't that, like, just he hung out with this octopus yeah. and then eventually it died. Sorry, that's a spoiler. But, yeah, I'm just saying, like, well, I mean, there you go, but... Yeah. I, if you are the kind of person who won't watch the documentary after listening to this, you should watch it first because it is phenomenal and everyone could gain something by watching it. Yeah, it's really good. Do you have Do you have any note? Like, what's so what? Yeah, what was your impressions? You obviously really like this. I I feel like anybody that watches it would really like it. I know you did. Yeah, I enjoyed. It. But like the main the the themes that I was thinking of while like watching it. Like, mostly it was about how completely different life can be from each other. Like, an octopus could not be more different from a human. Like, and I I think there's been a lot of... I mean, I don't even know where to start here. So, what do you like about it? What do you like about it? I, I, okay, well, first of all, octopuses are my favorite animals, so, you know, that, that was a huge draw for me. Is this, like, a recent thing? Like, have you always liked octopuses? They've been my favorite animal for about six months, at least. Okay. Um, I don't really have a favorite animal, but I think they're... (laughs) If I let you lick my hand, will you stop whining? I'm not talking to Justin, I'm talking to the dog. Um, but, like... I just, I really, I think, first of all, it was a beautiful film. Yeah, it was amazingly well shot. Like, it's, like, the shots that he were getting were, like, crazy. Yeah, the, like, like, underwater and the... The water he was swimming in was so clear. It was ridiculous. Like, it just, and, like, some of the, the kelp force just looks like a, like an alien world, almost. Mm -hmm. Like, it's so insanely different from what we're used to every day. And the, the types of creatures that live underwater are so insanely different from dogs or people. Yeah. And I just, I couldn't get, like, the, the thing out of my head, like, there is literally an ape swimming in the water and, like, making friends with an octopus. It was just so crazy. It was, yeah. It was really, really weird. It's strange. And, like, it, it wouldn't have... Um, been as amazing to me or it it like this could not have happened with uh, like any other underwater animal because the octopus is the smartest invertebrate possible and like you know there's like it's smarter than any fish or any like squid or shark or whale or anything like that dolphin that I guess that yeah, that a dolphin is smarter than an octopus. But also, I don't. It's hard to quantify the intelligence of an octopus because they, like, technically have nine brains. They have one like uh, they have a uh, an analogous structure in each of their arms, and then one in their head that would be similar to a brain. So why can't we quantify that? Because it's an intelligence that's evolved so completely and differently from pretty much any other animal on Earth. It's hard to measure how how much intelligence there is in an arm versus a brain. You know what I mean? I guess, but I, we're not really measuring intelligence like based off the brain. It's like what it's doing. No, but I'm saying, like, how do you compare that to any other creature that just has a brain? I don't know. I'm sure they have, like, tests of... Intelligence level. Yeah, you it, it, like you test the like its ability basically. Yeah, but so why does it matter like how many brains it has? Then? Because it's it's the the intelligence comes from a completely different need and a different like it 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 was born from a different path of lineage. So that means there might be things that we test it based on the traditional sense of 
the brain and its problem solving and its co- cognition and everything. But, but we don't understand how it works completely. Yeah, that's like the same thing with us, like testing the intelligence of a dolphin. But a dolphin has a brain very similar to our own, whereas an octopus's looks extremely different. So we we may not be testing it in the correct way. I guess that like, but that's like the definition of intelligence, right? Is like that whatever tests they do or tests they have. Right, but we don't fully understand our even our own brain. So how could we possibly understand one that's completely different from our own in, in, on an understudied species? But I don't know. I know you don't. I I just don't think it matters <laughs> that it has eight brain like. Um, well, that's not. It's the, just like what it produces and what its intelligence is. If you're talking about intelligence of an animal, right? But how how do we know to test it? Like if you're, it's like we don't. But that, it's like testing a fish by its ability to climb a tree. It could be like that. We but don't that's know. Not, but that's not the intelligence. That's like an ability. But that's we like, we don't know if like we we can't get inside the brain of an octopus. We don't know what it understands and what it so does. We can't get in the brain of anybody or anything. But by comparing the like. If I look at my brain and I look at your brain, we have the exact same structures in the exact same places. So I can test and put you under an EEG and see what lights up when I do what. Why can't you do it with a squid? You can't do that with an octopus. Well, I mean, you can't put an octopus in an EEG, first of all. You can't. You can't. You can't put the electrodes on its head and on its Why not? I don't think it's ever been done. Well, that doesn't mean you can't do it. Do you think I'm some sort of electrocardiogram expert? Uh, you seem like an octopus expert. So. I'm not, but I'm saying it, it's not something that's been done, so there must be a reason why. I mean... So you, you if, see, I'm, I'm, are you seriously saying you can't understand why a brain that looks entirely different from our own, that's that worked in a completely different way than our own, would be harder to understand than one that looks like our own? That's, that's not, I'm just saying the level of intelligence of it. I'm saying we might not understand the full extent of it, which is true because we don't even understand the full extent of our own. Yeah, but if we're basing it off of just what intelligence it has, we but, can't change our definition of whatever test science. But it's there, there's only one kind of test that we can do, and it's one that tests our own brain, or one that tests a dolphin's brain. But it, but those brains are similar. Yeah. So testing a completely different thing with the same test may not be a good test. I guess, but then we're supposed to create a whole new level of intelligence just for octopus. I'm saying it could be, yeah. I think that's pretty stupid. But why is that? That's not, that's stupid because you don't understand what I'm like. I think it's stupid to change the whole definition of what intelligence means just for an octopus. But if octopus have like a completely different kind of intelligence that we don't even know, why would you not recategorize that? Well, I, I just don't think the like you the just intelligence don't, we, of we an just octopus is that important. But it, it, it so is, because it's like the fourth or fifth smartest animal possible. And it could be even more because we don't fully understand how it but like works. What, what in the grand scheme of things is that going like to do? Well, what is measuring the width of a foot pad on a dog going to do? There's all kinds of science that you don't think really matters, but in the big picture, it really could. I, I would disagree. What if an octopus is capable of solving... No. Ex- you can't just say no. You don't know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't think it matters. But you. But why? Okay. What if it can solve like a complex puzzle? And like, what is that going to do? That'd be worth studying for sure. Because that would mean an animal is capable of doing things we never thought ca- uh, an animal was capable of, and it would be from an invertebrate, which is completely redefining everything science understands knows about understands about about, about, an- about animals in general. Okay. You really don't see the significance there? No, I think that's that's cool and that's important. It's way I, more than cool. That would be groundbreaking. I guess. What? Okay. I just don't find them that interesting. It's not about the octopus specifically. Yeah, I understand that. It's about the intelligence of something. It's about the way we understand intelligence and the way we understand animals and life in general. So you're saying this all has to do with an octopus? Yes, because we don't fully understand how an octopus octopus's brain works. Yeah. So that's it fine. I don't think you understand the scope of what I'm talking about. I think I do, but I don't think I really care. That's really frustrating. Yeah. 
I'm sorry, it's frustrating for me. So, the movie. Uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. What'd I don't you... like underwater things. I'm not a... They scare me. Like, uh... Mm-hmm. Hammy is pissed right now. He is absolutely pissed. I just I don't understand how you can be so childish. Childish about it? What yeah, you know, like, I just don't see how you don't see the significance of what I what the implications of what could be possible. What what I'm not saying it's not important. It'd be I'm, like discovering plants can think. But we know octopuses can think. But I'm say, I'm talking about the the higher levels of cognition that we may not. Don't we know plants can think? Kind of, yeah. But I'm saying like, you know, it's the magnitude of finding out the the full degree of what that kind of invertebrate may be able to do. I'm, I'm not even saying it's literally what happens. But I'm saying if it were possible for an octopus to have much, much, much higher capabilities than we previously thought due to a different kind of brain structure, mm-hmm. that would be seriously groundbreaking because it was coming from a species that belongs to like the... I don't know if it's an order, I don't know if it's a gene or whatever, but invertebrates, mm-hmm. which we previously thought were not capable of anything even remotely close to that. But like what? Like what is... It would also help us understand evolution in a greater way because octopuses, um, they diverge from the path, our own path of evolution much earlier than we did, and yet they developed such cognition in a completely different environment and way. So it would it would mean that somewhere along that line there was more capability than we thought. It would be absolutely massive. Yeah. But we already know like they're really smart, like you said. But I'm saying it could be even more than we understand. So I guess someone's got to get it like an EKG or whatever they call it. But it also could be like not at all. Yeah. Whatsoever. But I'm just saying because we don't fully understand it because it's an intelligence that's evolved so much so completely differently from our own mm-hmm. that's why that opens up the possibility for such amazing things what is that going to do though like what does that produce it de- it depends on what's found like what, what there has to be a limit of something that can be found with that but if since it's something that's we're talking about something hypothetically undiscovered mm-hmm. which means we don't know what it is so I can't tell you exactly what it would be because it's not necessarily real. Like yeah. a mat, it, it's like saying, describe a color that doesn't exist to me, or that exists we just haven't found yet. It's just not not something that you can do. Well, we perceive color differently. Well, that, that's talking about something completely different, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> we. Let's talk about the movie now. Yeah. Um, what it, I, you obviously really like. I don't, I don't. Well, everything I just said that was that none of that came from the movie. Yeah, but you're obviously really invested in octopus. I'm invested in like animals in general. Yeah. But I understand like dis- what discovering one thing about an animal might mean for all animals. For all an- what? For all animals. Uh, understanding like. Like, understanding the octopus isn't going to help us understand, it, like, yes, a squirrel. It, yes, it would. It would. Because evolution has to do with everything. And if we understand where a certain trait came from in one animal's lineage, it would help us understand where other traits came from. Don't worry, we know where, like, most traits come from in... We don't. ...something usual, I don't know. We, like we have pretty good guesses for a lot of things. So, like, what all... Okay, never mind. Like, for example, like, okay, so I took a human evolution class last year. And um, in order to understand humans, we looked at every other animal kind of imaginable. Because we're not the only animals with high levels of intelligence. Because there's elephants and dolphins and octopi and whatever. Octopuses and whatever. Mm. We're not the only bipedal animals. Or, but we're the only ones that permanently walk bipedally. So we have to look at what other animals are bipedal, why they're only temporarily bipedal, what they use it for, and that helps us theorize as to why our ancestors eventually became bipedal. And the, and then you do that with 
every single trait that an animal has. So you're saying we don't, like, um, do we not know this about an octopus? I'm saying since their intelligence lies in a completely different kind of network than our own, you know, understanding that fully may help us understand our own fully. Because somewhere along the line, we do have a common ancestor. But so we don't know that about octopus? Like, no one has studied that? I don't know that for sure. I don't know either. But I do believe that most deep marine animals are understudied because they're just straight up more difficult to study. Yeah. And, like, you know, when you put a highly intelligent animal in captivity, it's more... it It's tra- traits change. Like, octopi can... I mean, this isn't what I would just said, but, like, if you put an octopus in captivity and leave it any chance to escape, even if it means crawling out of their tank and dying on the floor, they will. But that, that's completely I, I don't know. I don't know what your point was that, with that. I, it's, it was just cool. So, um, underwater things and fishes. Uh, brittle stars... If you've never seen a brittle star, you should look it up. Yeah. It's pretty creepy. Yeah, there was a part of the movie where um, the octopus this dude was studying uh, was, like, eating crab, using it. Oh, I, the marine biologist I watched, um, they talked about, like, the biology of octopi. Octopuses. And... Um, that like they they talked about how in the movie it shows that the octopus would eat crab but didn't show exactly how so like we all know that an octopus has a beak right mm-hmm. but uh, that beak alone isn't enough to just like crack the shell so an octopus actually has a long toothy tongue that can like get in crevices and sort of like yeah it's way <laughs> into the crab shell i i didn't know octopus Pusses could shoot like venom. I didn't know that was a thing they could do. Yeah. So like, um, when the brittle stars were like coming in, like, oh yeah, so the octopus was eating crab, and there was like a really fast like sea star called the brittle star, and there was like a bunch of them that started like approaching the octopus and trying to take the food away, mm-hmm. uh, and then the octopus would literally just reach out with one of its arms and just toss it. I, I still don't understand how octopuses can, like, change color. Like, how... Oh, yeah. Like, they have... How does that... Am I, like... Is there... Is that, like, something just really simple that we just don't have? Or is that, like... Is it, like, the same thing, like, what it... If... Iguana? What is it? What's, so, like, what if... Uh, iguanas don't change. Chameleons Chameleons, change. yeah. So, I believe it's the same... It's an analogous structure, which means, like, it's not... It didn't come... From, from the common ancestor that they have. They both evolved it separately. Like, if, um, based on your question about, like, simplicity or complexity, I do believe, like, if we were playing, like, a video game, mm-hmm. and uh, we were, like, I was, like, an octopus character, yeah. I would have to spend a lot of my evolution points to get that, that color-changing trait. Because it, I believe it is a complex biological process, but um, they have cells called chromatophores that constrict to make like darker colors and expand to make brighter colors. And um, the way the oct- I don't know I don't really understand the process entirely, obviously. But the octopus like detects the texture and amount of light nearby them and mimics that because they actually change their color and texture completely. Uh, and I'll, also the marine biologist I watched their video, we'll probably link that in the uh, description of this episode. Um, they talked about how like they mimic the light and not the color because octopi are actually colorblind. They can't see color. That's interesting. They didn't know that. Yeah, so they can be any color po- imaginable, mm-hmm. but they can't. They'll never be able to see it. So, so like it's. Why do they need to change? Do can fish and stuff like that? Can they all see color? Like I think most. Yeah, I don't think so. So, but why? it's a, it's Is about even like a trait then for them. Because even if you don't see color, you can see like the different shades. So if you match the shades around you, it becomes even more effective camouflage. Hmm. 
And it's not it seems like, like it's like it's too good. Like they don't need to be that. Yeah, I I think that's that's really true. But I think it's just I don't know. I feel like they should. I mean, I don't know like where they stand in like the order of underwater creatures, but I feel like they should be really high. Like in on the food chain. Yeah, on like the food chain. Yeah, I think so. I mean, anything that can't eat them, they will eat. I believe. So like pajama sharks. Yeah, they. That was so. There's these sharks in the reefs that would that like ate off its arm, right? Yeah, they bit its arm off. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and also, uh, octopi or octopuses. I keep wanting to say octopi now. Um, they they can like rip their own arms off as like bait or like to get a predator away from them. Yeah. Because that, they're capable of regrowing it, like we saw in the movie. Why can't more animals regrow things? Uh, it takes a lot of energy. Yeah. It, well, okay. So when. The pajama shark bit off the octopus's arm, and it was, like, weak and could barely make it back to its den. He, like, gave her food, right? Yeah, he, he left an oyster there for her. <sighs> That's, uh... I, I don't know. I feel like octopuses should just be, like, more dangerous. Well, the big ones are... the Like, there's much bigger ones that are way, way more formidable. Because the, the one he studied, that was just like a, the most common one. Yeah, it was, like, it literally a common octopus is its common name. Hmm. Um, did he ever give it, he never gave it a name, did he? No. He said like she? That would be really dumb, uh, in my opinion. Why? It, because he knows that the lifespan of an octopus, especially a female octopus, is only a year. Why not name it still? It's the same reason like cattle farmer, I mean it's not the same reason, because... But I was gonna say it's like a cattle farmer doesn't name its beef cows. Yeah. Because, but that's <laughs> he did. Different. He did not eat the octopus. No, he didn't. Um, but like he knows that it's going away, so he, like that would harbor the attachment even more. I guess, but he already seemed like he was really invested in this octopus. I would too. At certain, okay, I'm gonna be honest. Certain points throughout the film, I was like, "Is this guy? Is he gonna like marry this octopus?" He was very invested in it. And not that it's weird or anything, but it was... I just think, um... He was very invested in it. I mean, he's not... Like... It is different because... Like, a scientist... He's not a scientist. Mm -hmm. But, like, a scientist who... um, Like, studies chimpanzees or whatever. They're doing that... It's their job, so they're doing it multiple hours every single day. And they're going through great lengths to observe these animals. But this guy's just making a documentary. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a beautiful documentary, and his attachment paid off for the viewer. Yeah. And I think if he didn't care about the octopus as much, it wouldn't... Like, if he was literally just doing it to make a documentary, it would not have been as good. Yeah, I agree. And it was just like... I don't know, it was so cute how like the octopus would like just sit on his chest. I find that terrifying. Uh, I think. I think it's cute. Like, I don't know, just octopuses and, like, most fish and sharks like that, like, I find them scared as hell. I, I can see it with octopus and, like, I guess the shark because... Like the suction cups? That was, like, oh my god. Well, I just I just picture the suction cups, it's just their fingers. <laughs> that makes it, like, was it, they had, like, 2,000? Yeah. That's a lot of fingers. I, I, I wish he had, like, met, like, a bigger octopus. That would have been cool. Yeah, it like, like obviously octopus. this was cool, but if you would have met like a, I don't know what other kind of octopuses there, but if, I don't know, like a giant one. I, I I don't know, they're so cool. Like octopuses, like each individual one has a unique and different personality. I think that's so cool. Yeah. And like they can be playful, but they can also be like really introverted. Mm-hmm. Some are like people, some very very much dislike people. But like, if there's one in captivity, like they become depressed, unless they get like a lot of enrichment time and they like people. Mm-hmm. And but if they if they are like kind of, like they can even be like showmen almost, like they'll like squirt water at visitors and get their suction cups on their trainer and like keep reattaching so many times. What what are the what's the point of the suction? Like, what do the suction cups do? Um, I I, I honestly don't know. 
It's like the the it's like a finger, pretty much. Or it it has the same sort of function as a finger. It's like to grasp and locate things, and also as like sensory. Because like at least what I see honestly didn't like go. It wasn't like a science documentary about the octopus. It, it was, was more not. about like the relationship and like what it means. Mm-hmm. But like I wish I would have learned like a little more about octopuses. Right. Like. Well, I mean, each cup can. I mean, I, this isn't what you're asking, but each cup can rotate and grasp independently. Yeah. It's like he, they have the same amount of control as I do on my finger right here. Mm-hmm. And they have, like, sensory organs. Or not, like, a whole organ, but, like, they have sensory neurons on their cups. So, like, when when one, like, grabs their whole arm onto you, they're tasting you <laughs> and smelling you. Yeah. And, like, it's just... The way they're existence works is just impossible to comprehend because it's so completely different from our own. What What's with smelling underwater? Like, how do sharks smell blood from, like, a mile? Like, how does that work? I don't think it's, like, the same. I think they sort it's not, like, as much a scent as it is, like, a, a sense. <laughs> I, I'm just, like, that's... It, it's crazy. Like, I don't know how that's possible. Like, I don't... This is kind of a guess, mm-hmm. so don't come at me if you're a, a marine <laughs> biologist. biologist but I think it's like the same. Like if you put like a, like a, um, you know how there's like a, you can like put something like a, a dipstick in water, and there's like the machine that will read the parts per million of like the carbon or whatever, or it'll just tell you like if there's a certain mineral or something. Okay. I think it works the same way. Like. If any amount of blood, like, hits the, like, a sensory organ in the shark's brain or in its, like, head, Mm -hmm. then it detects the blood and it tells it where it came from. Like, it's, like, almost like an algorithm or, like, a sensor. That's pretty crazy. But I I, I don't know that for sure. Do octopuses, do they bleed? Yeah. Because, like, when her arm got, like, torn off. Oh, yeah, there was blood everywhere. Where? I didn't... They have blue blood, so it was harder to see... But you could see it, like, in the water all around. I, I just didn't see any blood, and I was really confused. Because they said... They also have three three hearts. Um, yeah, that was really crazy. Um, oh, yeah, and so one of the... One of the coolest scenes in the entire movie for me was towards the end. Um, the the octopus was uh, there was like a school of fish in the kelp forest. Yeah, and like she was doing something with her arms to like manipulate the fish. And the the documentary man, at first he was like, "Oh, she's like she's like hunting," but then he was like, "No." When she hunts, she's extremely precise and quick and strategic. She's playing with these fish. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't playing like uh, two kids play with each other. It was like a dog playing with like a chew toy. Yeah. Like the fish were her toys and she was playing with them. And that's the kind of thing we only see in humans, elephants, and dolphins. Like playing with something for fun. Mm -hmm. And that was super cool to me. Because, like, again, it just showed the personality of such a cool animal. So, like, right, I think it was, like, the day after? One, the day, whatever. A couple days after, she started to like, reproduce with another octopus, right? How do octopuses, how does that work? Oh, okay. I actually like, I honestly don't know. Like, do they have holes? Yeah, so, have... with a with a male octopus, mm-hmm. or, so I should say, octopuses have eight arms, but some biologists have argued that two of them should actually be classified as legs because when you see like an octopus like walking underwater, yeah, almost they, they showed like she was like walking almost like, yeah at the bottom of the they use the same two quote unquote arms for that every time so two of them are basically legs and they're longer too huh. but then males also have an arm that's technically a penis because <laughs> it's like it suction cups most of the way up. Yeah. And then there's a little bit of, like, a blank spot. That gets inserted into the mantle of the other octopus. 
and uh, he inserts spermatophores, <laughs> which then uh, fertilize the eggs in her mantle. And then she lays them somewhere, like in a crevice, which is hard to reach. Mm-hmm. Then she spends the rest of her life nurturing those eggs. Yeah. She does not eat again. Why not? There, it's called the terminal spawner. I don't know exactly why, but I think it has something to do with the complete 100% dedication of a mother making sure that all of those eggs hatch. Yeah. Because it's like the biological principle. Every living thing that is alive right now is alive because it was born and it hasn't died yet. So if the octopus's ultimate goal in its entire life is to reproduce, making sure that 300,000 octopi babies are born is huge. Because then that means... 300,000 octopi are born. Octopuses are born. And then it's just up to them to make sure they don't die. So, like, why... I don't know if this happens with, like, other aquatic animals, but, like, why... I don't know why be a terminal spawner. Yeah. But salmon are, too. Huh. I don't know any other examples. I I don't know anything about fish or... Oh, crap, I just said something. So, does, does the male die? No. Hmm. Yeah, it's... It's kind of weird. There's only, like, a few species where the male... Like, it, in animals, it's usually, like, the eggs are laid and the and parents are just gone. Uh-huh. Or, like, the mother has more of a role. But then the role can vary highly. Yeah. Isn't it, like, grasshoppers or something like that? They, like, take the head of, like, the male... Mantis. Mantis. Although it could be grasshoppers too. But yeah, like if a male praying mantis approaches a female to mate, there's a pretty good chance she just bites his head off. So that's not part of the. Re- oh, yeah. that, no, that's this just is, if they. Is, is getting off track. That's just if they don't like them. Oh, okay. That's. Uh, um, what other notes do I have here? Well, lobsters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I saw. Just, I've never seen a lobster like in the ocean. Yeah, I've they, only like, seen them in Red Lobster. I didn't... How they swim is so weird. Yeah, so... (laughs) It was the funniest part. Because the lobster... So, if if you're watching this, you you know what a lobster looks like. It's basically like a sea bug. And they have the tail. Mm -hmm. And they they just flap their tail. But then they move towards their tail. It looks like they're swimming backwards. Yeah. But they're, like, technically, I guess that would be forwards for them. It was really weird. I've never seen. I've never seen that. They swim in the opposite direction of their head. Yeah. Which is, it's just so weird. Um, it was also like so the scene where she was running from the pajama sharks. Yeah. <laughs> like it was kind of weird because an octopus has every escape method. It has its ink cloud. It has its camouflage. It has several forms of locomotion. And it just could not get away. Well, it seems like the the way the pajama shark hunted was by scent, right? Yeah. So that seems like her one weakness. Yeah. Her octopus's one weakness. And then, like, at the end, we see she covers herself in the shells of, like, the crab she's killed and such. Yeah. She just completely covers herself in, like, artificial armor. Yeah. And just huddles. And the, the shark gets a really good bite. And it just does not affect her. Why not go into, like, a crevice with, like, the, the shell thing? You probably just can't find a good crevice fast enough. It seemed as though... Yeah, you probably can't find shells either. Like, the octopus siphon wasn't... It's just not even close to as fast as the shark. So they can... Octopuses can move, like, their, their arms, like, super fast, right? Pretty fast, I think. I mean, as fast as you can move something underwater. That's true. Although, well, there is, like, the mantis shrimp. Yeah, it's not like the fast. Uh, yeah, it's they, like the fastest animal. They can like close their. I mean, that's not even close. But they can close <laughs> their claw so fast that the water. It creates a shockwave that makes the water. It forms a bubble. Yeah, it's so cool. In the deep sea, and then that bubble collapses, creates a really loud sound, mm-hmm. and like like heats the water around it to like 117 degrees Celsius or something. That's crazy. Just like, how does that even happen? <laughs> 
And that's not even enough to kill most fish or mussels or anything. It just stuns them. Oh, okay. So one part we, I feel like you mentioned it before, but like he talked about like the octopus using the drill or the beak, beak like as a drill, and like using that it can kind of learn geometry because yeah. of how what was it killing snails? Yeah, because you have yeah, because you have to hit. There's like the weak point. Of it, and she has to go in there, and then she inserts the venom into it. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, but, but uh, so it's just weird what, how many like abilities an octopus. That's has. what I'm saying. Like, why aren't they like higher up on? I mean, they're as high as they can be at their size, pretty. So much. it's like really, it's like a shark. Really, they're only. Yeah, because the shark can just bite it, and it's done. Because with uh, an inserina octopus. That means octopus without a shell. There are some with shells. Um, like the Nautilus, for example. Or it might be Serena. Or I don't remember if in Serena has shell and Serena does, or mm-hmm. vice versa. But they're suborders of the Cephalopoda. Um, or Octopoda. But anyway, um, yeah, the, like with the octopus that we're talking about, the beak is the only hard part of its entire body. So if it gets bit, especially with the bite force of a shark, it's mm-hmm. done. That kind of like that just sucks for octopuses. Like they have all of these abilities, like these crazy cool things, and then just a shark that can just bite hard yeah. is like its weakness. That sucks for an octopus. Yeah, but like a bigger octopus would have a better matchup. Like there's the great red octopus or whatever. They're my favorite. So what what do octopuses eat? Like what is this common octopus? Is it just anything that you I think eat? pretty much anything smaller than it. Except I guess they didn't they didn't eat like the sea stars. I, they're kind of hard. Yeah, what I just looked up about them is that they don't like there's like no nothing really you can eat. Yeah, but they eat like shellfish. They mm-hmm. eat uh, well, clams. I guess that's shellfish. Was it the lobster that she was having trouble like catching? What was it? That she was trying to get, like, her whole thing around. And oh, yeah, yeah. And she learned yeah. to use him. Yeah. Oh, we should mention this. So they've been, like, hanging out for forever. Like, every day he would go and visit her. And she learned to use him to help hunt lobsters? Yeah. Okay. Because the lobsters kept were too fast and would swim away. And so I, I can't remember what she would do. But right. she would, like, wait and try to hide, like, with him or, like, behind him or something like that. And then attack the lobster. Yeah. And then she would put her whole... I guess like it, it looks almost like a skirt, almost. Yeah, it's like an umbrella. Right? Yeah, it's it's like the webbing between. Uh, it, it's not really webbing, but what looks like webbing between mm-hmm. tentacles. Uh, underrated, like he, they just never really talked about this, but how long he can hold his breath. Oh yeah, yeah, what, for sure. He literally was just like, yeah, after a couple, you know, every day I would just go and eventually I just hold my breath. He was, like, down there for forever. Well, yeah, I mean, he didn't show every time he went up for there. But I'm sure he could only hold his breath for, like, a couple minutes. I think that was really cool. I don't know why he never just got, like... Isn't there, like, a thing that helps you breathe underwater that's, like, tiny? That's, like, this big? I'm sure there... Or they're, like, just, like, a little oxygen tank or something like that. Yeah. I I don't know. But he said he didn't want to wear, like, a wetsuit or bring, like, an oxygen tank, right? Yeah. So that would, like, disturb it. And also, the Atlantic Ocean's, like, 50 degrees. Yeah. Which is... It's really cold. cold. He said it took a year. Like, he said every day he would go in and be able to last a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. And by a year, he, quote-unquote, craved the cold. (laughs) If, If it takes me a year to get used to something... (laughs) <laughs> that that's dedication. I, yeah, that's just pure dedication right there. I don't know how he did it. So he also the whole not the whole documentary, but he was he started like a charity for it, right? Yeah, yeah. The like, uh, uh, sea sea cha- change or something. It, it was a pun because it was like S E A. Uh, yeah, sea change. Craig Foster, yeah. Yeah, Sea Change Project. Primal Joy and the Art of Underwater Tracking. Oh, we didn't even mention that. Oh, yeah. He, yeah. Oh. he learned how to track an, an underwater creature. Because at one point, like early in the documentary, he accidentally drops his camera near the uh, octopus before mm-hmm. it was used to him. 
So it like startled away, a completely abandoned the den that it was in. Yeah. And it took him a few, I think he said it was two weeks or a week. Yeah. Uh, to find her new den because he figured out like what imprints in the sand look like an octopus. And like the, he found the shells of the creature she would eat. Yeah. It was crazy. So, talking about this, like, his dedication to her, why didn't he help her out more? Because he didn't want to disturb the nature cycle. But but then he, like, he he did when he fed it. Because he was overcome by emotion then. Because he said himself he probably shouldn't have, and he doesn't even know if it helped. But when she got her arm bit off, she was in a in like a cycle of like recovery so she was hiding in her den like just white just like sitting there Mm -hmm. waiting for her arm to regrow and um he gave her like a a, 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 some kind of clam or oyster or whatever that he opened for her and um you don't want to like as a passive observer in nature just because he had a relationship with that animal doesn't mean that that animal's life is worth more to him than the pajama shark or anything like he that was kind of like one of the big things mm-hmm. in my opinion just because like it, he he felt that he was connected to all of the life in the kelp forest even though he was just interacting with one mm-hmm. creature yeah I, I i wish he would have helped helped her more but she did live like the full cycle yeah she she ended up living a full life i think i think it was good that he didn't help whatsoever I'm glad he didn't. I mean, he did help, though, that one time. Yeah, he gave her a clam. Well, we don't... I mean, he didn't he say he did it multiple... Or he, every day he would go up and check on her? He would check him? on her, but he didn't do anything. Oh, okay. I, I, I'm glad he um, kept himself out of it. But it's just so weird, like... Obviously, you can't do this, but, like, I'm imagining I'm like an octopus. Mm-hmm. And I'm just doing my thing every day. I'm eating my, my shrimp or whatever. And then one day, a literal ape just comes and starts looking at me. Mm-hmm. Like, an ape is completely separate from the kind of life that I would be encountering every single day. Yeah. And yet I'm still able to be its friend. Yeah. Even though I don't have the concept of friendship. Because I'm an octopus. It's just so weird. So they can't have friendships? Well, I mean, octopuses, like wild octopi are, octopuses are solitary creatures, usually. Hmm. Like he said in the film. Well, I think we should, we should do another one of these sometime. Yeah. Do another documentary. We can watch one that you know a lot more about than I do. No, I, I liked going into this. I had a lot of questions. I took down notes. And I, I love documentaries. Like, I love Learning about weird things like that. Yeah. Especially something that, like this, where it was, it wasn't like a true crime. Like, it wasn't like there was an end to it. Yeah. Like, obviously, she died in the end, but that wasn't what it was about. Yeah. I'm just, I think it, one thing that kind of struck me, um, or another thing, I guess, like, when she was getting attacked by sharks, Mm -hmm. I felt scared and sad. Yeah, I was like, holy, I was like, oh my god, like, get away. Like, this is crazy. Like, I was actually, like, kind of sad because I thought that was her death. Yeah. But then when she actually died, I wasn't sad at all because that was her time. That was when she was going to go. Yeah. I was sad because, like, when she died, she was just like, she's like died in the middle and like yeah. all the fish in the shark or... that was kind of hard to see yeah like a, literally her. a shark just comes in and just scoops up her body mm-hmm. yeah, just, that's it but like like that you know like if she were a human she had completed her life's work mm-hmm. and she was good to go yeah I don't know yeah. that, it's just another time when it's hard to draw parallels between Nature and humanity. Well, this was a good pod. Yeah. This was a, a lot of discussion. A lot of, I hope, go watch the documentary. Yeah, please watch it. it Even was if so you good. don't like octopuses or any, like just the cinematography and like yeah. all the shots he got were crazy. Yeah, for sure. Um, 
share this episode if you have a friend who likes documentaries or octopuses. Uh, I almost said octopi again. Um, I kind of like octopi now. Like, it's kind of growing on me. I don't know why it was, like, it was my in- instinct to say octopuses when I thought octopi was correct, and now it's my instinct to say octopi when octopus is correct. I don't, I still don't understand why someone would make it octopi. Well, it was just Latin. That's how Latin spoke. But, like, I, f- I feel like we learned it in school, that it was octopi. Yeah, because in school they taught us, every time you see this, it's this, without any nuance. When yeah. language is incredibly nuanced. Like, I can't believe after 19 years of life, this is the day I'm learning. It's octopuses. Yeah. When, like, all my life I've been fighting that it should be octopuses and not octopi. Well, you won. Yeah. The battle's over. <laughs> this is what it was worth. <laughs> well, we will see you next time. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. <laughs>